the warmest of greetings to you, and welcome to Happily Ever Teaching, the first one of the new year. This is the podcast to help you enthrall your learners in a knowledge-rich curriculum using the best teaching method known to science, storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen to empower your children. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me today is... Hi, I'm Helen. I'm a teacher in a small primary school in Northamptonshire at the moment. I teach year one and two. And I'm Nicola, and I'm teaching in a school in Southampton. I was calculating today, I think I've been involved in primary education for 28 years, and I've also taught at university, hopefully inspiring another generation of teachers as well. And we're very pleased to have you, our listener, with us as we explore personal, social, health and emotional education with an incredible story created, believe it or not, by a pupil from a Year 3 and 4 class, the Year 3 and 4 class of Kern Endgame Primary School. So for all the fun and effectiveness of story-led learning, let's don our finest hats, sprinkle some fairy dust, and hang tight to our magic carpets as we dive into this week's story. Billy the bird is bright in both meanings of the word. But between crosswords, all he can think about is how he hasn't yet managed to take his yellow feathered wings into the sky alongside his friends. Instead, he sits at the bottom of the trees and cries, until a friendly wise owl swoops by to help. Yoo-hoo! I said. Oh, don't be scared. I am here with some amazing news. News that will help you fly. Hoo-hoo! I thought that would make you sit up. Listen closely, my friend. See that mountain over there? In a cave high up on that mountainside lies the secret to getting you airborne. It is known as the all-powerful Magic Broom. All you need to do is touch it. And when you do, you'll win the power to soar and zoom. Billy began bouncing with excitement. I said, it's true. But listen, Billy, you must be careful. You must, because the path is hard and dangerous too. Somehow, Billy felt a surge of determination. He stood boldly, bravely turning to face the mountain. I smiled and said, good luck, Then I flew off and away from him, far enough to get out of his way, but still close enough to watch. Billy was ready to climb the mountain right away. But remember, he was a bright bird. A sensible bird. If the path really was hard, he knew he shouldn't travel alone. So instead, he went first to visit his best friend, Gazelle. And if you and your young learners want to find out how Billy and Gazelle get along on Owl's Quest, you can download our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for Bright, Brave, But Broken. There you'll find a video of me telling the story that you can share with your children. I just realised the brr that I get whenever I do brr. 
Um, and if you're an epic educator as of January 2023, you'll also get the story as a special edition paperback, brightly illustrated. There it is again, brightly illustrated by Mario Coelho, a special large print edition that's perfect for shared reading and including 16 written lesson plans based on the discussion we're about to have. Don't worry if you missed that, though, as you can also order the book from any bookshop, including Amazon, and educator members of our Epic Book Club can access the ebook and lesson plans through the Epic Tales app. In fact, I'd like to take a quick moment to thank everyone who's signed up to our book club so far, because by doing so, you're also supporting this podcast, so we can keep sharing these off-the-shelf lesson ideas every single week. Right now, though, let's begin our discussion with Helen and Nicola here by asking... Folks, did this story put the wind under your wings? <laughs> Very good. I really like this story. I like I like sort of quest type stories mm. with little problems along the way. Anything with a journey and the opportunity to create a map. And I really the amount of PSHE that came out of this story was was fantastic. So yes, I was very on board with this story. Yeah, same. It's just a nice story to follow, and it's fairly predictable with a few moments where you have a few surprises. And I just liked this character of Billy, and he's so familiar to all of us in terms of mm. we find things yeah. difficult and like you said Helen PSHE just oozes out yeah. of this story <laughs> it, it really does yeah and again the, the fact that this came from the head of an eight or nine year old well I suppose it could yeah. be an eight to ten year old I, I can't remember exactly how old young Alex was but you really do get that sense that this kid knows a good story what makes a good mm. story and how you have those obstacles along the way and you can't immediately overcome them with the most obvious solution you've got to think of something a little bit different and you know just that extra twist at the end it's it's a really clever story I, i'm really amazed as well that you've both sort of said it's oozing in pshe because that that just makes it even more incredible let's dive into some of that then shall we helen what, what's the pshe you found here for ages um, four to seven well i found quite a lot actually i almost had to restrict myself and, <laughs> but most of the pshe that i found for this age range almost centers around that first part of the story not all of it does but that first part of the story where, where Billy is crying and looking up at the the sky and feeling a little despairing at all the at what he can't do I've got a few different aspects of that so I've I thought you could look with the children at the three different ideas based around that to do with aspirations mm -hmm. role models and uniqueness your your own talents so in terms of aspirations, you know, Billy, he dreams of being able to fly. That's that's what he wants to do. And mm. he, he can't think of anything else. And I think it's really great to talk to children about what they want to do and whether it's a, oh, you know, one day I want to be able to play football for England or whether you focus it on the classroom and actually what in the classroom would you like to get better at? Because I think it's really good to have those aspirations and goals and look at how Billy gets a bit frustrated by it, but that he, he solves the problem and he works hard towards that goal probably with the sort of the older end of the age range, you could even begin to make a little plan about how the children want to achieve their goal. What could they do? Billy has a plan for mm. his goal. Their plan probably won't involve climbing up a mountain and jumping over a pit of lava, but... Dep depends whether you've told them the story this yet. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> but they could have a little plan for how they're going to achieve that goal. And if it's mm. sort of an in-school goal, in terms of their learning in school or their friendships in school, you can turn that into a whole year-long project almost 
um, a display mm. on the board of what you know their dreams and aspirations or if you're doing this towards the start of a new year or around that time the children could write or draw they can record their ideas in different ways and then pop it in an envelope for them to to hang on to and look at yeah. at the end of the year and say oh what have you achieved what steps have you made towards this goal even if the goal hasn't been achieved I think Beck said during our Christmas episodes if they can remember them as well yes <laughs> <laughs> remember the goals they had at the start of the year which is why it's good to put them in an envelope look after them probably in the early years teacher looks after them because you know where things <laughs> end up in the Bermuda Triangle of an early years key stage one classroom <laughs> and then you look at them at the end of the year and start to get children thinking about those goals I wonder uh, listening to you describing that I wonder whether you could also encourage them to be each other's owl because yes. B- Billy doesn't just have the idea all by himself mm. you know it's Owl who comes along and says if you go up that mountain this will be what helps you to fly and perhaps if they look at each other's aspirations and try and be an owl for each other and and give that encouragement and come up with that plan I, I don't know that also sounds maybe like it's moving up the ages to work together on on plans and things I think that's a great idea and I think you could do that with the younger age group with the right support and the scaffolding and the modeling of it it's encouraging them to talk yeah. together isn't it it's kind of encouraging if they talk together they're going to come up with more unique ideas which actually happens in the mm. story as well working together so as a teaching strategy to work in pairs or work in a small group to discuss ideas mm-hmm. will achieve that to some extent yeah it brings to mind that trick that a lot of coaches use I've, I've heard it used a few times where you say if you saw somebody else with this problem how would you tell them to overcome it and it kind of gets you into the mind of uh, disassociating from a problem in order to realise that you actually do have within yourself everything you need to be able to overcome it, which is kind of what happens for Billy here, isn't it? That at the end of the day, in reaching for the broom, he discovers he has the power to to get to the broom. So yeah, that that could be a a good way of helping your young learners to discover that too. Any more on the the PSHE front, Helen? Uh, Yep. Uh, again using the same part of the story when Billy's looking up at the sky those birds that can fly they're almost his role models and his heroes you know he's Mm. he wants to do what they can do and it's another great thing to discuss with children who their role models and their heroes are and why and set them up knowing that we have role models in life and actually it's okay to want to be a bit more like someone else because other people can do things or not just what they can do but also what they're like as a person we can aspire to be more like them so we can aspire to be better at something we can aspire to be a really good friend we can aspire to be really helpful for our parents (laughs) Um, (laughs) and our teachers and our teachers (laughs) I thought it'd be really nice for the um, to involve parents, families, carers at home with this one and get the children to bring in photographs of their heroes, whether that's someone famous, which it might be, or whether it's their big brother or big sister or their mum, their dad, their aunt, their uncle. And then mm. you could have a display of those in the classroom with why there are role models and our heroes for children to aspire to. So it kind of links in with the first activity. But then almost the flip side of it is actually getting children to look at they're what they're really good at already Mm. because it is a little bit sad that at the beginning of the story billy is so good at so many things 
he's not necessarily happy about that you know he's he's so mm. focused on other things and being he'd be good at other things <laughs> he, yeah, um, he needs a bit of time to to look at what he's good at raise his self-esteem because he's good at a lot of mm. things as and every child is is good at a lot of things and it's a common problem in in classrooms from any age actually but also as the children get older the children start to see what they can't do they're a better reader than me they're a better writer than me i can't do that i can't do that i mean i think it's just a, a problem for humanity yes. to be honest i think we all do that a little bit don't we maybe we naturally yeah. think of negative things and we need to encourage like you say children to see the positive in what they individually can do this is this perfect story for doing that because none of the other birds would have been able to go on this quest billy you know overcame a dragon because of his skill i mean that, that's something that not many birds would be able to do they'd just fly away so yeah you can you can certainly point to the fact that he does have his own abilities absolutely it's just made me thinking as we were talking i thought of an activity i did it was a whole school well-being day i say whole school my school at the time had 45 children in it but it was still whole school <laughs> and we did it we did a well-being day and something we did with the children was we got some of those lovely uh, like river cobbles you know big big smooth cobbles and we linked it in with some yoga and we did i am sequences so it's oh. thinking about what what i am i am kind i am helpful i am friendly i am brave i am fast you know, at running. And the children each made a cobble and they painted it one side and on the other side they wrote, or an adult wrote the earlier years, their I am sequences. Hmm. And I think that's really important, as you say, if, you know, all adults can relate to thinking about what they can't do and what they're not. But um, if we can start children off at an early age thinking about who they are and what they're good at, hmm. I think that can only be a positive thing. And I like the idea of combining that with your earlier thing about their, their goals and their ambitions. If they could pop into the same envelope what they are, yeah. And then at the end of the year, look at that piece of paper and see whether anything's changed. The the aspiration, the things that they say are their skills and, and that sort of thing. That's a great idea. It could almost be something that goes through the whole school as well. Like they could do that every year mm. if it was consistent for the whole school and just yeah. see how they change from coming into school aged four or five to, to leaving just how that changes because yeah. actually our aspirations and our ideas of what we want to do and who we want to be change and develop as, as we grow through life as well so it would be interesting if that was a whole school approach mm. that's a lovely idea I think it would also be really empowering for children to see how they are growing in their knowledge and their ability every year because usually and I think again this goes through into adulthood as well but we're, we're always judging ourselves by what we've been able to do in our most recent memory so the memory of the last year and you think about uh, all, all those members of the elderly who say oh I'm so forgetful now it's probably because I'm getting old the thing is we're, we're forgetful all the way through our lives it's only because you know you're in your older ages and you can remember being forgetful now you forget that you've been forgetful <laughs> since you were a kid so it can be really useful I think to, to have that map uh, and those graphs if you like of how you are developing as a person person year to year yeah it's a lovely idea i think that's a great idea yeah are we ready to move on up the years do you think i think so yeah let's fly on up the years now though to ages seven to eleven the heady heights of the elderly <laughs> as far as primary school children go what pshe have you pulled out for them nicola uh like helen just so many ideas that you could go with i quite liked the the mantra that was chanted the path is hard and dangerous too but yeah. billy we believe in you mm. and i kind of went on that journey a little bit because children have their own ideas for mantras that they can 
use. And I had this idea of them making sort of placards. It could be linked to DT as well. Mm-hmm. So this is actually a child that I taught called Gabriel years and years ago. There are no limits to what I can achieve. That's one there. Um, And this is one, and it kind of links quite nicely to the story. So it was, in the end, everything will be okay. If all is not okay, it's not the end. Oh, that's oh, I really that's like brilliant. that one. Yeah. And, and I just thought if the children mm. could come up with their own sort of own mantras that they would either tell themselves or someone else who is going through strife. Mm. And you could, a bit like with the stone idea that you had, Helen, you could have a, a wall perhaps of, of these different, you have bricks with all these different mantras on. Or I was thinking in DT, you could potentially sort of create the wood and then write on the wood for signs. But sometimes having something like that that means something to you when you're going through a hard time, you can look at it and it just reminds you that... It's just a moment in time and it will pass. And you know, the mm. difficulty you had now, yeah. or even the things that you think will be a challenge, don't become a challenge as you go through life. So it's trying to sort of help children with that. So I think them coming up with their own mantras for everyday life, inspired by the ones shared with Billy, would be a lovely way forward. A couple of other ideas. Friendship. I know that came up with you as well, Helen. What makes a good friend? I quite like the idea of doing a diamond nine, brainstorming 12 different things that make a good friend, then putting those words onto cards and getting the children to sort them into which ones they think are most important and least important. It actually works with adults. I had a school inset day recently and led a session and I got adults to sort cards <laughs> for different tasks. But I think diamond nine is, is universal and it's a way of getting children to discuss their ideas and thinking of, of what makes a good friend and how they can be a good friend. We can test that theory now. Helen, do you know what a diamond nine is? Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm <laughs> it's, sorry, it's all right, I Nicola, don't. I, I know that I you've, you've mentioned them on this podcast before, but just, just in case. <laughs> if anyone's listening to this podcast, Google it. It's basically, and it's very easy to correct. You know, you literally can copy and paste it from a, from a website and put it onto a piece of A4 paper. And it's just about sorting mm. cards. I mean, on, on a basic level, it's saying which are the most important, which are the least important. Because it's a diamond nine, okay. there are three Gosh, in the middle yeah. that are sl- slightly more in one row. But yeah, it's basically ordering ah. statements. It's like a diamond. One exactly. at the top. One, two, two three. three, yes. two, exactly. one. Is that the right Yes, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And it's just a nice way of discussing because you can then look at the different groups in the class and see what they came up with. I often like sort of write on the board then. So what as a class, what's our, our most important aspect of being a friend? And then sort of almost a bit like a tally chart. So write those words on the board. Um, so maybe it's trustworthy or honest or funny and then actually find as a class what we value as a friend and then we talk about how we can mm. you know what we can do to be that friend it's quite nice and it comes from the children's it's not like you giving them a list of words they create the list of words so yeah that would work mm-hmm. really well in terms of friendship and then thinking about the way we speak to others so when we're in a difficult situation a bit like we've already mentioned but what would you say to that person to help them think differently and that positive mm. sort of positive thought rather than negative thought so you could have some everyday situations like oh my goodness I'm going to secondary school next year I'm dreading it I'm the only one going there from my school then getting another friend ask, ask them questions or, or give them ideas about different ways of thinking about it so I'm going to secondary school, but I've still got all my friends from this school and I'm going to make new friends. You know, sort of trying to change their mantra in their heads. So again, working together to try to change that. Yeah, it's brought to mind the fact the key word in this mantra that Billy has, if you like, is but. And that was something I picked up in the little mantra that you just came up with there, Nicola. You know, um, I'm going to this new school and it's going to be really frightening, but I'm going Mm -hmm. to make new friends. And it's almost like the the positive aspect of but, isn't it? Because we often, well, certainly when I was at school, I I remember being told that but is something of a negative word Mm. and it's a a word that we should avoid. Um, But this is really looking at it from a, a positive angle and saying okay this is what's going on but 
this is why we should feel empowered. Definitely. It's, it's acknowledging that it's hard. Yes, it's hard. Mm. But this is a, a good solution that can come out of it. So it's, you know, we don't fluff over life by saying everything's going to be fine. It is going to be fine, but mm. there will be tricky bits and you will get there in the end. I don't know if I said it in PSH or another subject, but just the idea of it's about a journey. We're on a journey. It's not about the end destination. Mm. Yes, Billy could fly at the end, but actually the journey he went on was where he grew the most. Yeah, indeed, which is what our calls us to right at the end isn't it and i think that's why i love that that mantra that you presented us with there if it's not okay it's not, not the, the end, end. Is, I really yeah, like no, I, it's, it's helped me <laughs> i think it's definitely going on my wall <laughs> <Yeah>. too <laughs> that's all we have time for in this episode folks if you'd like to talk to us about anything you've heard in this podcast or if there's a subject you're soon to teach that you'd like us to cover you can find us on social media using at teach happily or leave us a review using your favourite podcast app. Please also share this podcast with your colleagues and help us start a story-led revolution in classrooms around the world so children everywhere can enjoy knowledge-rich learning in a way that's effective, memorable and enjoyable all at the same time. Just a reminder that you can also get these lesson ideas as written lesson plans in the special educator edition of Bright, Brave but Broken by finding it on Amazon. Or have new collections of stories and lesson plans from all across the curriculum sent to you every single month by joining the Epic Book Club. Check our show notes for details or visit epictales.co.uk. Tomorrow, Billy and GZ will help us teach English. But right now, it only remains for us to say cheerio, and we hope to hear your story soon. So, cheerio! And we hope to hear your story soon! soon.